Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your everlastingly exasperated elk. And this is another episode of Lovers Quarrel. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Second time, welcome back. Third or more time, you are family, or as Danny likes to say, I'm no, like, sorry, Danny likes to say you're a family. family. I will say that you are a lover. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, yeah, this is another episode of Lover's Quarrel, episode 108. Is it? I, I really did lose count after 100. So, yeah. Um, good to know. 108 is a very nice, solid number. Um, and how are you, my good sir? Living the American dream. How about yourself? <laughs> Whatever that is these days. Um, I'm okay. I'm a little, like, work has been a little stressful this week, um, for what it's worth. Um, and I kind of touch on that in my, uh, my elevator talk. But I guess I am, like, in the vacuum of everything that is going on, of, like, our own house and stuff. I'm okay. Um, we, there's still things that need to get checked off my list and things like that that's kind of rattling around in my brain. But... All things considered, I can't complain too much. But, and you said you're living the American dream. Living the American dream. Okay. I'll let our listeners decide what that means now. Because the American dream probably looks hella different for each person. Sure. Uh, this, this type of episode is going to be a short episode? I said it was sure. Oh, all right. Well... We would be remiss if we did not go ahead and just stroll on over to this elevator. Um, would you like to go for first or would you like me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So I am going down. So my elevator talk for the week is that nobody reads. And when I say nobody reads, nobody reads the email. Nobody reads the room. Nobody reads shit. Um, work is going well and I'm enjoying it for what it's worth. It's obviously different than what I expected because I started right when everything got shut down, but, um, and I've made some like very solid, like relationships with my counterparts and with some other like high level people in my department. But, uh, you know, with everybody making the transition to being virtual and spending a lot of time on their computers and email and doing everything from a distance. Of course, the learning curve is steep, but what that also means though is that now you have people who maybe only occasionally check their emails or occasionally did some type of like online work or you know typing, whatever you want to call it, to now like that's the only way that they're communicating and getting their job done. So with that being said, it's kind of frustrating at times when like, you got people who just like don't read the damn email like and then come back to you with stuff that's wrong and or come back to you with questions that you've already answered and i mean I, we already deal with that before the world of corona but i just feel like it's in it's amplified now so that's kind of frustrating and annoying um and then also as far as like nobody reading the room um i just feel like as of late there have been things going on in the culture there are things going on um, just in general, where people are not being cognizant of like 
what they're stepping into, how people are responding. And, you know, there's something to be said about being able to read the room. Like, if you can read the room, you oftentimes are not going to put your foot in your mouth. You're not going to end up in some type of trouble or have an issue with somebody because you're able to read between the lines. And what I'm learning as someone who is really good at reading the room most of the time and who can read between the lines and understands context and nuance is that that shit is an art that it is not always evenly uh, distributed to people when they're born. So I'm just like a little bit flustered because people don't read one way or another. And with that, I will toss the, well, I guess I can't toss the elevator, but. We can stay down now. Um, For me, uh, I think that I'm hitting my wall, I guess you can say. As far as what? Just, you know, getting tired of doing the same thing over and over, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Someone who, like I'm working from home now and I worked from home previously, but it was different because I was working from home two days going to office three. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like primarily working from home. It's just kind of like, you know, you miss the the leaving, if that makes sense. Because you want to, makes you want to come home. What do you mean? Like absence makes the heart grow fonder. I have to leave my house because it makes me want to go back to my house. Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, I was just trying to. No, I'm I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. I, I don't I don't know if it's like an absence because I mean technically I can just leave out the house. I just think it's it's something of like getting dressed, right? Like I even miss getting a haircut, and mm-hmm. it's something as simple as you know. I mean, my barber, I think he's get, doing cuts in his house, but I'm not risking it over. Not worth it. Who's going to see it? So, the fuck. I like you the way you are. Well, thank God I don't do stuff because of, because I'm trying to get you to like me. So This is true. And I, you know, I get it. Um, but I'm just saying uh-huh. I, I, I miss being able to do those things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I miss just being able to go and not have to worry about like how close I am to somebody, right? That's our new norm. You know mm-hmm. me. I'm. Sometimes you have proximity issues. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I have proximity issues. TJ stands on niggas' backs sometimes. Sometimes, and now you can't. Now you definitely can't do that. You might get shot doing that. Mm-hmm. They may think you have the Rona, but you know it's it's just I've hit that wall. It's kind of like you know they say players hit hit the wall when they're like they've plateaued and they gotta like refresh like so you kind of you've reached a point where like now you're kind of over it yes but i think that that's fair and i think that that's it comes and goes sometimes for me um i feel like i i you know the blessing in all this is that because we have tatum like she's always like i don't want to say a distraction but because we have to be her mother and father that's but even that it gets occup- hard it because, occupies our time because we're still working full time so we have to work full time be parents full time mm-hmm. be teachers full time mm-hmm. be husband and wife full time and it's like it's all kind of just like meshing together and it's all becoming one and sometimes we're better at one than the other another on a given day we're better at one role 
we, we wear one hat better than the other on a, on a given day. That's fair. And so I think that that, but I think what that comes back to is like, you just got to sometimes like give yourself a little bit of grace and, you know, it probably hasn't helped that it's been like really cruddy. I feel like it's been pretty cruddy weather this week. So like getting out of the house, going for a bike ride, going for a, a walk or like a light run has been not as feasible. Like most of this week so that's i think that's another thing too and like i mean the good thing is like because it's also a gift and a curse like it's not it's getting darker later but so you have more sunlight which is kind of nice but then also too when you have more sunlight like this is the time of year where we start to like hang out longer when people start to like do more because you know you're getting more hours of daylight and now we can't because we all got to be in the house by eight so I get it. I mean, and that's fair. And Plus, it's a little frustrating just to think that, you know, it's 2020 and we're going through this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. you know, America is supposed to be the great country and, you know, all the other shit. And y'all don't have any vaccines or anything like well, the whole world don't got it. I get that. But, you know, America prides themselves on oh, we're being, like supposed to be the leaders. Yeah. And, and it's just like. And even that, right? We're literally seeing the world, well, America, not know what the fuck they're doing. Governors don't know what they're, like, the governors is different from... State to state. From Yeah, but I'm, no, I'm saying, like, I'm trying to think. Because Cuomo is a... Governor. And then, but him and somebody else were, like... They had contradictory... De Blasio. Yes, the mayor. The mayor. So you have the governors, the mayors, the president. Like, everyone has different... Agendas. Agendas. Like, we're not on one page. Like, if this was a company, the employees would be like, these niggas have no idea what they're doing. I mean, that's essentially what is happening right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I really feel like, ultimately, you have... Um, I really feel like you have... It's, a, it's, it's an eye-opening thing. It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, right? So, you know, you think you have this, like, great and powerful Oz, and that was supposed to be the United States, and then you come, you like, I think I said a couple episodes ago, like, you pull back the curtain, and it's just a little old man who's trying to pull the strings and convince everybody that he's something that he's not, and that's what this country is. And to be quite honest, I'm surprised that people haven't, like, burned this bitch to the ground in a lot of ways for all this dumb fuck shit that happens in America. But, you know... People are frustrated, people are tired, people are sick, people are dying. And not only are you like combating a an invisible killer, you're also combating stupidity of others. Cause the fact that like now Georgia's open and certain places, certain beaches are open, like I'm just like, you know, how But it's kinda like that dense thing. can people be? But people are dumb. I though. Ice has always said. There's ten people, eight of them are dumb. So, um, I def- I never said I definitely said it. Never said that there wasn't any merit to that one. But it's kind of like this should be the thing that when they be like, you can go outside now, like it's back to normal. The people should be like, uh, I'm I'm gonna hold off. I'm I'm definitely. I'm gonna, gonna hold see. Off. Like in Georgia, they had like people had like a block party, like, and Young Thug showed up. It was on media takeout. Could have been fake news, but mm-hmm. who knows? You know what I mean? All I'm trying to say is that I think people are so... I mean, but it, it, it does go back to show you, I guess, how selfish we are or how 
capitalistic we've been, we, we, we've been brainwashed to be because we're thinking about ourselves. So people want to go out just because it's like, I haven't been out in a month. So they open it back up. I'm going to go out. Like, I feel like people are going to do the most. And I just feel like we're going to be here for like, I said September, August, but this may be into 2021. Like, this may be like the new fucking normal. And I say it like the new normal, but this may really be our new normal. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the things are, there are certain aspects of this that are never going to go back to what they were. And I do agree that like the longer that people, you know, bullshit and, and do that, like, and I'm going to be quite honest, like, I, I do feel greatly for small business owners, young entrepreneurs, people who make their bread and butter off of services like, you know, um, cosmetology and, um, you know, being a barber or I don't know what's something. Yeah. Stuff like stuff like that. Those are the ones that come to mind, but it's just like, you know, restaurant, small business, like restaurant owners and stuff like that. Like I feel for them because this is so difficult and so hard, but at the same time though, it's like, at what, at what risk, at at what risk? Because I've read stories from everything from a man contracting it coronavirus because he went he's a like a repairman or a plumber and he went to the house and the people opened the door and said, "Hey, we tested positive. You can't come in." Close the door and that man caught it. Standing on their doorstep. Standing Why didn't they call him and tell him that they I, I don't know, but I think that to me that Is that a real story or Um I want to say I want to say yes. I mean, I obviously I read it on social media. I mean, I, I think it, I think it I was got you. a link of a, to an article. But Listen, COVID is serious. I've it's been a lot of people that I've heard stories of that have known someone who's passed away. Like yeah, I know several people who've lost somebody to it at this point, and or and or, and then of course way more than we hear about. And it's just like. Why do we always have to wait until it comes close to home? Why do we always have to wait until it's about to take out somebody that we care about or that somebody we know, um, some a loved one of somebody that, that we know, then you want to give a shit? Like, that's the frustrating part. Where's because the, we're selfish. So if know, it's, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind, and we've, we've, we've grown to just worry about ourselves and only about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's absolutely a lot. It's really frustrating. Um, but you know, and I'm gonna say this, this is, and this is why, you know, coming back to circling back to like America being trash. This is why you needed like student loan forgiveness. This is why you needed larger bailouts for individuals and for small businesses. So that way people can stay afloat without having to risk their lives to make money. Because if the small business loan um, forgiveness was going to actual small businesses, 100% of the funding, and then that small you know, beauty um, salon owner wouldn't have to be, wouldn't feel compelled to open up his or her shop in order to make money to keep, to keep paying their rent. If... I do have a question with yeah. that. So, do these businesses not have like insurances that? In- I don't think there's an insurance policy that covers pandemics. Yeah, got you. That's not. I don't think. Got you. Not, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they have Active God, but that's usually that's like a nature. Not. You know. Yeah. No. That, no, no. I get, no. It's like if a, I'm just like, inquiring. Yeah. No. You know. Because you, I mean, you always hear this. You know. It, it comes because you always hear the story like they tell people. You, 
you need to be a an owner. Like, you know, you know, don't work for the man, be the man, and all this other shit. But they don't talk about everything that comes with being an owner. Like, not everybody wants to be an owner. Okay. Not everybody has the capacity to be a fucking owner. Not everybody wants to be a boss. Not everybody wants to be an owner. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to be an owner. I don't either. Like, I, have, I don't have a desire to own my own business in, in the traditional sense. Like, I don't... That's not my... But I'm just... I'm saying that to say society, social media, everybody push. You got to be an owner. You got to do this. But when we get into these type of situations, and I'm not saying that it's their fault or nothing like that. Those who have businesses, I applaud you. But I'm, I'm also looking at it. I'm also looking at it at a different lens, like not just with your own ownership, but anything you do, you should do like all the research, right? Mm-hmm. And then that way you can kind of just make a better decision. As far as like whether or not it's for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm, even, again, even I'm not best, discouraging people. in the best people. case scenarios, 50% of businesses fail. Oh, I, 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 understand, I, I understand that. I'm, I guess for me, I, I wanted to combat the, you know, the people who's like, you got to own a business or you got to do this or you got to do that because they heard somebody say that or because... One person started a business and they were super successful. Now everybody wants to start a business. And it's like, maybe business owner isn't for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not. Even though I know that's not where you were going with the conversation, but it popped in my head. Go ahead. I understand. People, I think what what we have to understand, you know, it might make some people in my family and my circles think it makes me sound like a bleeding heart. But like... People on one way or the other are trying are just trying to cope right now. They're trying to cope with the loss. Like this this is a collective loss. Like we are there's loss of life, but there's also loss of routine, there's loss of jobs, there's loss of employment. So now again, on one way or another, everybody is in this like collective bubble of stress. And I kind of wanted to it, it brought me back to something I had I literally just saw on Twitter and a person had tweeted at, and it says that this person is a psychology certified um, coach and um, an author. And she says, let me be clear, those all over the place feelings you're, you've been having, they are symptoms of stress, not personal failures of yours. Do you feel flaky and inconsistent? That's because your brain doesn't know what news to brace for next or what the next month will hold. Are you tired easily? That's because your brain is burning your energy 10 times faster than usual. Can't seem to focus? because That's because your brain has temporarily shut down some of the functionality in your prefrontal cortex. Feeling creatively blocked? That's because your brain has temporarily diverted all of its creativity to how do I, to quit, to basically how do I avoid dying? Suddenly don't give a fuck about future-based goals? That's because your brain knows being short-sighted is safer, is a safer way to cope. And it goes on and on and on. And this person's name is Alexis Rockley. A-L-E-X-I-S-R-O-C-K-L-E-Y. And that this thread like hit a nerve for me because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just say like, oh, I'm you know, because some people are being like, oh, those people are using this as an excuse to be lazy, people just want to not get anything done. But it's like like to, to TJ's point, people are trying to wear multiple hats in the same environment. And then on top of that, there is the risk that like every time you step outside of your house, every time a package is left on your door, every time you have an interaction with anyone outside of your home, if because you had to go to the grocery store, because you had to go to the post office or whatever, you're you're risking your life. You're risking your life. 
And and that's the new normal, right? Yeah, and it, and and it's like it's it's frustrating and it's stressful as fuck. So, damn, give everybody a little bit of a break. But unfortunately, we don't live in a world, and we definitely don't live in a country that is about helping somebody up and when they, when the chips are down. And right now, the chips are way down. But yeah, well, our company aren't going to help the people that it, that is affected. Now, if the top tier people were affected, then I think the help would trickle down because mm-hmm. those are the people that they really care about. They don't care about. The middle class, the lower class. They only want the one percent and the the, the wealth. And even them motherfuckers. You asked me about those small businesses having insurance policies. These big businesses are living essentially check to check, which is why they're mm-hmm. so hard pressed and their dicks are so hard to go back to work and to put everybody back to work because they can't function without their businesses. Without people, I don't know if that's the everything. only reason why. I think some people just feel like. It's a virus. As long as you have a mask, you'll be okay. It's about money. Well, that too. But I'm just saying, the, I, I think had, people are saying, listen, our facility is safe or our workspace is safe. Fuck it. If that's the case, instead of Danny and TJ working side by side, get us on six feet. Y'all can still get your job done. But it is, I mean, no, it's definitely about the money. But I, I do think that some people motive, just don't think this shit is as serious as it is. The average joke. They just see it as my liberties and rights are being taken away because I need a haircut. I want to get a dye job. I want to get my nails done. I want to go grab a beer at the, at the bar. I want to live my life because I can't see the imminent fucking threat that is outside of my door. And you have companies who are losing profits hand over. There's com- they're, like at this point, companies are kind of falling into two buckets, in my opinion. They're either making money hand over fist or they're, or they're losing, money. losing money fast. They're, they can't even stop the bleeding. And that's why they're so hard pressed to go back to fucking work. Because, not because they give a fuck about the people that they're working with. They're like, oh yeah, we've got safety precautions in, in place and stuff like that. It's because they're losing money every second that people aren't in, aren't being able to frequent their business to buy their products or, or goods or services. And that's what it really comes down to. You've had politicians, of course, Republican ones, who have said that basically losing 1% to 2% of the the American population is worth keeping the economy afloat. I've seen that one. You're telling me my grandmother or my great-grandmother is willing to give her life in order to make sure that my child's economic future is safe. I want you to, and like I, I agree with whoever said that. It's like I want you to go into your fa- next family function, and I want you to point out one or two people you're willing to have to sacrifice for the good of the economy. When you can do that, then we can have the conversation. Until then, you can eat a dick. Okay. And with that, I yield. So, that was a healthy elevator ride. Um. With, now we're going to go ahead and jump into our relationship tip of the week. Um, would you like to go first? Women first. Okay. So my relationship tip of the week is applicable to all relationships and could be one that I've touched on in the past. It's been 108 episodes, so it's possible. But I think it's also important to reflect back on during times like this. And basically what I wanted to say was that sometimes you got to be Michelle Obama and sometimes you got to be Cardi B. The fuck does that mean? I'm going to elaborate. I'm glad you asked. 
Because what did Michelle Obama say, y'all? When they go low, you go high, right? And sometimes you got to take the high road. And then other times you got to be Cardi B. And that means you got to address that shit head on and be like, what the fuck or who the fuck are you talking to? Um, And I say that because when you're in a confined space like your house for extended periods of time, there's no other outlets for many people to go to. There's only but so many, you know, walks that you can take or runs that you can go on and you come back and the person that you left there is still there um, or vice versa. Um, it's a it's a breeding ground for, for conflict. Like it's, and it, I'm not saying that everybody's arguing and pulling their hair out and screaming and yelling at each other, but it's just, there's a greater chance. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a numbers game, right? You're around each other 10 times more often than you were a month and a half ago. Well, clearly there's going to be an up, uh, um, an increased chance for you to have conflict and in doing so sometimes you got to be Michelle Obama and you got to take the fucking high road and you got to be like listen I'm not going to engage with this and then sometimes you got to be Cardi B and be with the shits and I think that that you know I'm going to always encourage you to be a little bit more Michelle than Cardi sometimes especially in times like this because things are different and like all the things I had I had rattled off before during our elevator talk are reasons why you got to be give people space but at the same time we're human and sometimes you just gotta be like what the fuck so I mean that's my relationship of the week it's not about anything in in particular but I just think that it's something that's applicable to the times that we're in that's fair I guess well, enlighten us with your wise words. You know, you know how I do. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, my tip is just going to be while you're quarantining, if you're with your partner, if you're married or living together or long distancing, um, try to keep things as normal as possible. And I know that's going to be hard to do, but... You don't want to fall in love with who you are during a quarantine because when it's over, that's not necessarily like things are going to change. Right. So, Mm -hmm. for example, me and Danny are able to spend a lot more time with each other. Right. We can take a lunch together. We can do a midday movie Mm -hmm. during our lunch period Mm -hmm. or, you know. Because we're together so, so much, spending so much more time, we are, we can fall in love with what we've become or what has become. Mm -hmm. But when things go back to normal, it might not. And I feel like it can cause like rifts in relationships, right? Because we're spending so much time together now. And then when we go back to our normal schedules, we may be like, I don't speak to you anymore. Or, you know what I mean? So try to keep it as normal as possible. If you're working, you know, and you may only speak to your partner two times during that shift. Try to do the, you know, try to keep that normalcy mm-hmm. is, will be my recommendation. So I guess maybe like the people need to like manage their expectations about what things are going to look like after we're quarantined. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you can manage it after it. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell people to be proactive now. Right. Or even if you fall in love with this situation, understand this, tem- this situation is temporary. Mm-hmm. This may not be a forever situation. Mm-hmm. 
maybe don't and maybe people shouldn't get shouldn't take it personal that once social you know once things do open up in a safe way when it's not as much of an issue like if we're out by summer or whatever that like don't be offended if like the people that you live with or your partner want to link up with friends more often or or want to do more outside activities like you know there's some people who are homebodies so they're really comfortable right now but if you're with an extrovert and now they've been in the house for three four five months however long this is going to go on for and then whenever that that veil is lifted and they're like bet i'm about to be like on the scene for like the next month you know but to me that's extra that if i if i if i'm with an extrovert and they want to, and they've been having a really, really hard time with this. And then once time, it's it's okay to be back out in public places. If they go out every weekend for like the first month, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to trip off of that. Okay. Because you've had X number of months of me yeah, but home and present. When shit was normal, would you have gone out every weekend just because? No, but you're also making up for lost cause. You don't think there's going to be something going on every weekend? Okay, so there's, there's probably going to be something going on every other day in certain parts of the work country. Okay, so someone could have got a woman pregnant. So should they just go ahead and just get everybody pregnant? Like What? That makes no sense. Because you're saying like you're making up for lost time. So Okay, well, how does your analogy I'm saying relate? so that guy... He typically would have seen all these chicks. One of them would have, would have got pregnant. So mm-hmm. now he's just... Yeah, it wasn't really a good one. I'm but glad, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Way to be self-aware. But I don't think that... I don't think that allowing people to just go ham because we haven't had it, it makes sense. That's stupid. I'm not saying... Even even when we come back, you need to be like... You should, you should still be mindful. Well, yeah, you need to be mindful. You need to be responsible. But I also would not be surprised if there was an uptick in social gatherings or, or I mean, or kickbacks, whatever you want to call it. Because I do feel like there's going to be people who are going to still be. And this is, you know, I'm talking like best case scenario. I think a lot of people are going to be demonstrating a lot of extreme caution, even after thing, bans, quarantine bans or stay at home orders are lifted, excuse me. But I think that ultimately, like, in a perfect world, this if this was over and we know that this is no longer a, an imminent threat, that, like, you're going to see people who are going to be on the scene more. And I'm not saying that you're going to need to, like, I think people need to give themselves and others grace to do that. I'm not saying that people can't go out. I, I, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying just because you like to go out and because we haven't been out doesn't give you the right to say Every weekend I'm gonna go ham, or you know what? For the next month I'm just gonna I'm gonna be out and about every single day just because I can. Like, if anything, you should you should cherish outside, but you shouldn't abuse it just because you can. I mean, again, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I think that that is going to be. I think that based on what you and I are saying, there are gonna be a lot of households with that's gonna be a point of contention because that person is gonna be like, I've been in the house for. Five months straight, four months straight. If I want to go out every weekend in the month of August, because that's the first month that I feel comfortable, I feel safe, and that the world is safe for me to go out and again in social gatherings, I'm gonna do that. And that person, other person, thinks no, that it's I, I get you. That's gonna be a point of contention. I so just think that's that, a conversation you want to have. Which if you are, you I just think that that is excessive. Partner, I just think it's excessive. So because you can do it, you're gonna do it because you can. 
Some people absolutely. It's, it's not who you are, but I don't know. To me, it's, it's I, like I know some extreme extroverts. It's like the person them. who parents didn't allow them to go outside, so now that's what they do. They just stay outside all the time. Yeah, like, that's exactly why. It's the same. Okay. It's, just, it's those same kids that we saw when we got to college. Whose parents had them under their thumb for all their high school years, and all their they, from, and that's why they wild out. Running and, trains and, on them. That's a bit excessive, but okay. They don't be running trains on on. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I I know some extreme extroverts. So this time in their life with everything going on is a really hard thing for them. And I would not be shocked at all that the day that things are safe to go outside and they're gonna be out places there. they're gonna be out for and about. They gonna ever be on. Not for a while, no. Sleep, change clothes, take a shower, go. That's not fair. in that order. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I understand. Are I just, you gonna go out? Aren't you? Like, I'm I am not saying gonna every, go every out, night, but, but, I, but I'm not gonna weekend. go out every every weekend or every chance I get just because now I can. Like, I don't know. But you are gonna go out. Yeah, I think everybody's gonna go out. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm not contesting that. I'm not contesting people going out. I'm talking about somebody going out just because I wasn't able to go out. For the last month or two months, so now I'm go out every night just because. Like to me, it's, it's stupid, but that's just my opinion. It's gonna happen. Okay, I'm not saying that it's not gonna happen. I'm saying that it's stupid. I don't think it's stupid, but I understand that it's. I can agree that it could be excessive, but I just don't think that it's stupid. I think we have to be understanding because I think people are more sympathetic to like introverts. Than extroverts because extroverts are they're they're loud or they're loud or overpowering or they do too much. Some people some people have those like associations or connotations with extroverts, so that's why they don't get shown as like much love. And this is a hard time for people who are extroverts, people who thrive in social settings, people who feel rejuvenated, re-energized by being around friends and family. And now you got somebody who can't leave their their apartment. Well, they can. They to, can't. To go to the store to go to, and come back to do this. They, they can walk back. around their neighborhood. It's not the same. It's, it's, they just can't do stuff with people. That's it. Listen to yourself. They can't do stuff with people. Everything that we, almost everything that most people do in life is with people. So you're, you're asking an extrovert. I, I get you. I'm, I, again, you're speaking to somebody who goes to the movies by himself. I will go out to dinner by myself. I'm done with things too. I don't need somebody or I don't need a group of people to have fun. So, I it. To me, and it may be judgmental, but if you are somebody who has to go out, who has to be around people, who whatever, to me, it's just like. You gotta find you gotta find yourself. Or you gotta find out why you feel the need to be with the in crowd or why you feel the need to be out. Like I feel like there's something bigger there. I, if you felt like see, I think it's but that's two different things. If you don't need I'm not talking about somebody who feels like they have to be a part of a particular crowd or be on a, a part of a particular scene. But uh-huh. if there there are people in this world who genuinely are feel more fulfilled at peace at home whatever you want to call it when they are amongst friends and loved ones so how do they succeed in life what do you mean how do they succeed in life what does that have to do with them making being successful um because the only way that they feel 
whole is is if they're with people. That is their preferred scenario. It doesn't mean that they're they're. It doesn't necessarily mean that they can't be by themselves, but it just means that they are a they are naturally more sociable. And there's nothing wrong with being social. If now if there's if it's to the point that there's like, you know, they don't they don't want to ever be alone, then that's one thing. But or they or they feel lonely anytime that they're alone because there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. But there are people who who are just genuinely fulfilled or genuinely happier when they are 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 in a social setting. And that's okay. But that's and that's what I come back to, which is like people kind of shade extroverts, and because it's like, well, you you have to be like, you must need attention, or you you can't be by yourself or whatever. And it's not always the case. I'm not, and I'm saying that some, I'm like an ambivert. I'm a little bit of both. I'm not saying that at all, right here. What I'm talking about is somebody who's like, when this is over, I'm gonna be out every single night because I feel like I lost time or I feel and to me I'm not saying don't go out I'm not saying don't travel I'm not saying don't live your life but if you are purposely saying I'm going to make up time to me like I, I don't know maybe I'm looking at it too literally like at the end of the day things can always be worse so when when outside opens opens back up you should be grateful and you should cherish being outside like like for me I, I'm a homebody but I will, if, if invited somewhere, I'm going to go out more. Because it's a difference between choosing not to go out and someone telling you you can't go out. But I'm not going to be like looking for every move. It's not going to be Monday and be like, happy hour, Tuesday, another happy hour, Wednesday. Let me found ladies night, when Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like... Well, there. I think it's safe to say that there's going to be an upswing in those things. The only thing I ask for is that if there is an upswing, just leave the fighting at home. That's it. I hope that people come back and they're just nicer. They cherish the moment more and they say, we just had corona. We know what it's like not to be outside. So I'm not even going to be mad about it. Let's continue. Let's have a good time. Yeah, I hope so too. Because that would be definitely be uh, a very, what's the word I'm thinking of? Detrimental to the good times that we we desperately need at this point. When, um, you, when you say desperately need, what do you mean? Because when I say desperately need, I'm saying like, People are looking, there are people out there to, to one degree or another, some more than others, are yearning for interaction with others because we are, we are, a, a, we're a species that is, that thrives off of interaction that are, are pack animals essentially for the most part. So I don't want, like you said, like you're talking about like people fighting and stuff like that, that hope then, you know, then the... Think about this, like the, per- the this is the first outing or event a person has gone to since things are lifted. And then the first outing or event they go to, it gets shut down early because of some people fighting and being stupid. That's not fair. And that's fucked up. It's because that person could have been 
like that could be living on the edge right now because have been living on the edge while they were under quarantine and now that they have an opportunity to go out and it's ruined by somebody else we're social creatures we thrive off it we do not desire to be totally alone all the time and most of us don't desire to be always in the mix all the time too but we are as people in general we do yearn for both from time to time solitude and companionship okay all right well that was a lengthy quarreling ish relationship tip of the week but we are going to change gears and now tj is going to enlighten us all with his word of the week and my word of the week is anachronism anachronism a thing belonging belonging or appropriate to a period other than that in which it exists especially a thing that is conspicuously old-fashioned Okay. Everything was as it would have appeared in centuries pass apart from one anachronism, a bright yellow construction crane. Anachronism. Anach Anachronism. Anachronism. Am I saying it right? Mhm. Okay. A N A C H R O N A N A N A A N A C H R O N I S M. You spelled it correctly. Am I on a streak yet? I think I'm on a streak. Sure, why not? <laughs> Hater. Congratulations. Thank you. And now we can take a a moment and we can hear from our sponsor and then we'll get back to the episode. Hey friend, it's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support, unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to GainSportsGear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. And you too can embrace the process by using our code LOVERS10 at Gaines, G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com. And now, back to the episode. And we are back. Yes, we are. And so, in lieu of a listener letter or a love note this week, TJ and I have two quarrels but they fall under the same umbrella question that i came up with that i lovingly i'm gonna call whose fault is it anyway um so we're gonna start with one that's more personal to tj and i and you guys when this episode drops 
can in our comments and our dms on twitter wherever you you know you reach out to us let us know who is right and who is wrong in this situation um and maybe like or who is who handled the situation better so as you hear us we're recording right now for this week and we record at home and TJ, um, in the last few weeks since we like, since we've moved into the new house, we've done episodes and we've recorded in our kitchen. Cause, and then today, I asked TJ when we got back from what we were doing to to move. bring to move the to move the equipment into the dining room because um, a Tatum sleep. I wanted to. I was, my thinking was like that's not the real reason, but go ahead. Um, my story. Okay. okay. So because and I said A, which usually means that there's a B coming. So A, my primary. Yeah, but release, I mean, you gotta stop people when they're lying. So. I'm not lying. Don't Go call ahead. me a liar. Go ahead. How are you gonna tell me what my Go intention ahead. were? My intentions were. Don't Go do back. that. Go back to your lies. So don't do that. So A, because I'm like, all right, it's a smidgen further away from where Tatum is sleeping, so it might be a little easier to like without her hearing us. And then B, I'm also was still finishing up some work things, so I could have. I'm in this dining room is where I work during um, since we've been home. So TJ doesn't say anything because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna try and butter y'all up to build to build my case. But TJ comes from the kitchen to the dining room, and as he's walking through the threshold, talking about whatever. Um, Joking with my wife. Go joking, ahead. yes, joking with me. But joking, she, wasn't joking. Paying, she wasn't paying me no mind because you were just talking out your ass, but um, making jokes about the sex that you say you're not having. I guess essentially. I don't think I said anything about. You were sex. like you said you were talking. You were joking about and don't say I wasn't listening. I was ignoring you. There's a difference. Okay. You were joking about how when you dating you get all the sex in the world and you get married and you don't get nearly as much sex. That's what you were joking about. No, you had I wasn't. Been, I wasn't joking been, about. The frequency of sex. I was joking about the type of sex. Okay, I missed that nuanced. Uh, I mean, it matters. Position that you took on that. Yeah, that role. you know. So anyway, so that's what TJ's joking about. So he comes in from the kitchen. You get married. And th- so, three positions. So when he comes in, when you're not married. The gamut. When you're not married, they give you the Kama Sutra. When you get married, they give you a piece of paper and say, "Choose three. <laughs> Go ahead. You're full of shit. Go ahead. And go ahead. I don't be hearing complaints when you in them three positions. So, shut up. Um, so now he comes into the dining room, and as he comes into the dining room, in typical TJ fashion, he drops the microphones and the laptop. I don't. I didn't have the microphones. So. You did have the microphones. I did. No, no, I did not. The microphones were already here. The microphone. So you just only, you only had the laptop in your hand? I had the laptop. You have one mic- you had at least one microphone in your hand. Okay, I had a mic. I'm confident you had the microphone in front of you in your hand. It may not have hit the floor, only the laptop and the, the other piece hit the floor. Anyway, yes. I Because these dropped- microphones weren't in here prior to you coming in because you just said you had everything set up in the dining room. Exactly. So you weren't... T- I, I brought the mic... No, exactly. Your, your issue is that you don't like you don't believe in making two trips. So you grabbed everything... That's not the issue. Okay. The issue is that... So the issue is that... He dropped the, he dropped the laptop. I, yes. And I dropped broke. the laptop and a piece to my Mac broke. Well... Not to the Mac. To the, the cord broke. No. Well, it's, it, the piece... This piece right here uh-huh. with the new MacBooks... Mm-hmm. You have to have this extension piece, and this piece is broken. But 
So yes, I was frustrated. Yes. Now that you brought it back out, I'm even more frustrated. So but now, so now he drops it. I'm looking at I'm looking at him, and I could you know obviously if you drop some expensive you know techno technology, you're gonna be upset. You're gonna be pissed off. So I help him pick it up. He, we're looking over it. He sees the part that's broken. He's like, I don't know if we can record. Blah blah blah. So then he looks there, and then here comes like the muttering. Right? It's like. Uh, wait, what did you say? I didn't say. <laughs> you were like, you were like, next time, can we just record where we've been recording? Yes. And and I'm like, well, yeah. And yes. You were like, you were like, because I had everything set up, and, I, and so in yep. my mind, I'm like, well, if you had everything set up in the kitchen, because mind you, when I asked him to do this, y'all, he was sitting, I was sitting in the dining room. I cannot see him in the kitchen. So if when I made this request and I asked for him to do this, he. Could, in my mind, he could have easily said, babe, I already have everything set up in here. I would have said, okay, and come in there. He didn't do it. So then he also... Because then, I was trying to be different. So then he continued... This was the one time... Well, not one time, because... A few and far between times. N- no. We're in a quarantine. I'm changing. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? She asked me to bring it in here. Instead of me asking why or going back and forth... She's going to do what she asks. So then it, and it, then when it happened, I said, motherfucker. And he's like, this is why I don't ask. I said, TJ. I, this is why I, I, this exact, ask, no, why I ask questions. You started. Yeah, exactly. I, I started I started talking to you out loud. But in my head, TJ was talking to Terrence. And TJ was like, Terrence, this is why the fuck we don't listen. This is why we do the fuck what we fuck we do. And he's saying all this in earshot of me. And so then, of course, I'm going to be like, you know what? Like, this isn't fair. I feel like this is not fair because yeah. I understand that... It was your fault. No, it's not my fault. Let's just put it out there. It's your it's fault. Not my fault. And because I'm sitting here like, I understand that you're frustrated. I understand that it's you're your like... Fault. You know, and I, I get it because we've all had moments where like, I wouldn't have been in this situation. I would have been in this predicament. It wasn't for you. Had I not had another person not ask me that. But at the same time, I didn't trip him. I didn't... I wasn't carrying the materials. I didn't have any of that stuff. He dropped his shit. I understand his frustration. I'd be pissed too. But I wouldn't. It'd be wrong for me. And I might even. I might even be resentful towards TJ if the roles were reversed. But the difference is, is that I would not say anything because I know. Why would you be resentful towards me then? Because it's still. It's a frustrating feeling. Like, I, like I, the the analogy I gave you that was actually that actually made sense was if you asked me to go run an errand and I ran an errand. And I get into a, I, I run into the back of somebody. No, it's, we're, talking I, about, we're talking about this situation. Destroy, That's uh, it. We're talking about my situation. The king of analogies won't let me make an analogy. No, you just said, you just said if if if, if the roles were were reversed, you you would have been resentful of me. I might have been a slightly resentful, but, but you wouldn't have said it out loud because I'm a fucking adult and I okay. know that I, I, I'm a adult too. And sometimes, and so, and what I know is that anyway is that ultimately. It's my fault, and I know this. I I fucking said it was my fault. No, but you but you gave you were being rude to me in the process, and that's the thing though. It's like you said you admitted it was your fault until as you, it's still like you have to you have to go through the motions, and that's not fair in the sense that why does TJ have to go through the motions of you know him breaking his own shit, and then like passive aggressively blaming me for it and then when i call him out for it y'all let me be clear about this when i'm trying to tell him express myself and tell him how i don't think it's fair that he's treating me like this even though i understand he's frustrated this nigga goes ahead 
and puts his headphones in because he's done talking, right? And I'm like, well, I need to still say what I have to say. So not only does he walk away from the conversation. I let you say what you had to say. He, yeah, but as he puts his AirPods and starts playing music. So that's when I say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fucking adult because I wouldn't just like pop my headphones in and start listening to Beyonce or whoever just and, and start tuning you out. And the difference being though is that had it been had the shoe been on the other foot and I had dropped my stuff and uh, per your request because you asked me to come into a different room. Yes, as much as I might have been like a little bit resentful towards you because I'd be like, damn, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been even trying to move this stuff if he hadn't asked me to. I wouldn't have said anything because let me ask you this, TJ. That's a difference. If I and, and that's where we me, differ. Let me, let me ask you this question. But let me ask you this question. If I did do what you did to me, if the shoe was on the other foot, would you have accepted it? What you mean? If I started being like, next time, don't ask me to move something. Next time, like making those passive aggressive statements to imply that the, you're the reason why my shit broke. Would you have just sat there and took it? No, I would have tuned your ass out. You would, or, have, you would have just tuned me out? Or. Now who's the liar? Or. Now who's the liar? I would have came back at you because you was coming at me. And that's what I did. And I okay. still did it in a more respect. And, and I still did it in more, as a bit more of a grown up than you did. Or you would have done. Well, you're the one who's trying to say one is more adult like versus one isn't and all this other stuff. It is, TJ. How do you Whose fault is it anyway? Yours. I'll take. Yours. I'll take it. It is. But I told you that already. It is my fault. Yeah, next but, time. But, but next time it comes back. I'm gonna to stay where where I was at. Or or you say, you know what? You can come grab it. And then that way If I drop it, then Then it's your fault. Or you could just say what the fuck I told you from the beginning. No, I shouldn't just- have to say that. You told me to set it up, I set it up. And because you don't and and, and, and because you don't want to have to move your seat. That's why. No. I had nothing to do with Tatum. No. We've recorded multiple times with Tatum in an earshot of us. And we're loud. Excuse me. You're loud. So the point, I am loud. The point. The point my daughter knows I'm loud. But, so it's not she, I know she tells you about it all the time. And so yeah, she does. But so what I'm so what I'm saying to you exactly. is that if you set it up, I don't. I didn't see you set it up. So I'm in another room. I don't see you set it up. I call for you from the other room and I ask you to come in here and and to bring the stuff in here. If you had said, and knowing me for 16 years, if you had said... I don't know you, nigga. Anyway, if... I rest my case, y'all. So, if I, if you had simply said, I, babe, I already set it up in here. Can you come in here? It would have been the end of it. Why do I have to... We've been married for... I don't know how long. Let's go back to the other one you said. Dating. 16 years, right? Mm-hmm. We've recorded in the same spot. Since we moved in this house, we've recorded only in one spot. Mm-hmm. In the other house, we only recorded in one spot. It's never moved. So once the spot is chosen, the spot is chosen. And here you come, throwing fucking audibles. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the issue. That's not the issue. It is the issue. The issue but is who folds it is my fault. Yes. I've taken ownership of that. And now, next time. Now. Before that, I said it was my fucking fault. What are you talking no, about? No, I'm talking about like at the end of the of your your temper tantrum. It wasn't and a temper tantrum. I was upset. I was frustrated. Yeah. So sometimes. But be upset with yourself. I was. You know, you were also upset with me. I got upset with you when you started talking to me. Yes. Don't no, talk to you me. You were full of shit. Whose fault is it? It's my fault. Mixed with Danielle's fault. No. But it's my fault. It's not my fault. I'll take that. I'm sorry that your thing broke. 
And Why would you be apo- apologetic? Because I. It's not your fault. Because that's the difference between sympathy and empathy. Oof. I can be sympathetic. I've had actually, I can be empathetic to your situation because I too have had things of mine break and be frustrated by that feeling. So. I understand that, and that's why I can empathize and say I'm sorry. See, that's the thing, though. You can you can demonstrate sympathy or empathy for another person, even if you have not gone through that exact same situation. I get that. Something similar. Then... You say that. Uh huh. But if I try to sympathize, empathize with like a pregnant person, you'd say you can't because you've never been pregnant. Yeah, I've. Br- that's because you've never been pregnant and you never will be pregnant. I've broken, I've had like my laptop break. You've had something on your laptop break. All the time. That's empathy. That's me being able, because we've had the same thing happen. Maybe not the same piece has broken, but we've had technology fail us because of our own physical errors. Because I fell and my laptop screen cracked. So if you're pregnant with morning sickness and I've had morning sickness, then I can say I empathize with you. Right. You, you've not had morning sickness. You've been nauseous. All right. I was nauseous in the morning. You were nauseous in the morning. We no, both had morning sickness. It's not the same. Because gotcha. you're going to say, you're gonna say like when we, had, when we had our weight loss surgery. I'm not, I wasn't even going to bring that up. I'm just, actually, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm... Because the cause of your nausea was not an embryo, fetus, whatever you want to call it, growing inside of you. You were wrong. I said I was wrong. I didn't. I didn't need you. You to know, t- it usually follows an admission of of wrongness and guilt. An apology. Mm-hmm. That's why you gave one. Oh, that's why I gave one because I was wrong. No, that's because I am a kind-hearted individual. But I am sorry for giving you the energy that you deserved. Mm-hmm. And this is when I say sometimes, you know, y'all. But I do I, apologize. When I tell y'all, I the reason why I was so successful as a middle school teacher is because I'm married to an eighth grader. But I do apologize. For what are you atoning for? What am I? What atoning for? Hey, Rebecca, what is atoning? Ah, make amends or reparation. Really well, how are you? That actually, I take that back. I should frame that better. How are you going to atone for it? How are you going to make amends? There you go. But I, I mean, I was picking up. Uh, I said, I, I said, I'm sorry, nigga. What the fuck? Okay, if that's your atonement, that's fine. No, I accept it because you want something different. You want me to dance for you? you want me to dance for you, mama? The fuck. I said I'm sorry. I apologize for giving you tood. Thank you. Because I was angry at myself Thank for you. listening to you. I apologize. I hope that you accept my apology. Seems like that is the best version of this apology I'm going to get, so I will accept it. Sometimes the bar is on the floor. Anyway, whose fault is it anyway? You want to queue up the next time? Nope, you can queue it up. I can queue it up since, okay. since you want me to. I just was offering. Next topic. We, okay. Me and Danny have been discussing the social media thing. There's been a lot of your favorite people being outed for... Uh, Inappropriate. Inappropriateness. Predatory. Predatory behavior. practices. 
um, right. accusations of rape. Yes, accusations of rape. Coercion. Uh, coercion, which is a form of rape. If I'm not mistaken. I think it's rape by co- coercion. I can, I will Google that while we're talking about um, ah, talking about it. Sorry. And you know. Being a man and, you know, this affecting our uh, women, being a black man and it's affecting our black women uh, as well as women, because I don't want to minimalize all women. But Mm -hmm. I do, you know, I I, I mean, a lot of times things happen to our black women that it happens and they're either blamed, they're... uh, they're asked, what did they do mm-hmm. to allow it to happen? We don't... A lot of times, our black women are not protected. So that's why people say, protect our black women. And others feel like, well, there's other women out there who gets the same thing. But we're saying protect them because black women are typically not believed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, women in general, but especially black women. So um, me and Danny was discussing and I was, you know, expressing to her like... Some of the stuff that's been said, it's kind of hard to, I guess, go through those waters. I don't know how to explain it. So I think the question became, I think the question is like, who's like responsibility? Because like, okay, you've always got, you've got the person in question who's being accused of doing stuff. So they're definitely responsible. So there's there's responsibility. Yeah. There's responsibility and accountability that has to be held there. To the individual. To the individual. But then I think where what's happening and why it's like so much fodder on social media and everything is because there's these very like black elite, like social media, pop culture for the culture, tribes and groups that people float in between float in and out of then the question becomes how much responsibility how much of the responsibility is it of the people who rub elbows with those people the people who are in the rooms with those people the people who employ those people to um sever ties or to call out the the behavior or the some in some cases the criminal acts that are that have happened like and partic- particularly how whose responsibility is it especially when you're talking about like men and circles but in, in circles because what i was saying to tj earlier is i think sometimes the frustration on women especially black women is and I, the, the context i put it in is like it's not our responsibility as black people to educate and show white people how to treat us and how to respect us and how not to kill us and in the same breath, it's ours. It's not women's responsibility to show and teach men how not to be predators, rapists, uh, you know, sexually deviant, inappropriate, sexual harassers, you know, you name it. It's not our job to do that. So it really needs to be men. And this is where my, my thing is. It's like it's, it, my job. I think it's like it's everyone's job, or it's no, but it, or in the very least, it's not our job. So men need to hold other men accountable for their behaviors and their actions and so my the question that i posed to tj was like if you had a friend who or an or an associate who was doing some of the things or that 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 have been brought up and have and have honestly been brought up in with other people in, in years past too so this is not unfortunately this is nothing new it's just the newest person on the list mm-hmm. where does the responsibility lie 
And, and, and as me and Danny discussed this, I, I had several questions, right? Because TJ at 32 is different than TJ at 28, mm-hmm. than TJ at 25, TJ at 22, 21, down to, let's say, 16, right? That's when I started dating mm-hmm. seriously. So what I may have thought was acceptable, I'm realizing wasn't acceptable or, mm-hmm. or, or some of the tactics that the men use, I would have never thought that it was coercion, right? Mm-hmm. So, and for the record, I looked up sexual co- sexual coercion, and sexual co- coercion, excuse me, is unwanted sexual activity that happens when you are pressured, tricked, threatened, or forced in a non physical way. Coercion can make you think you owe sex to someone. It might be from someone who has a power who has power over you, which is something me and TJ talked about too. Mm-hmm. Like a teacher, landlord, or a boss. No person is ever required to have sex with someone else. And I think that is the big thing. And that's that I think the thing about it with sexual coercion is like that's where people try to act like it's a fine line because it's like you're you don't you don't have to, but there's always it comes back to that power dynamic. Well it's muddy because it's like I think it's harder to prove coercion unless you had some like unless someone texts you. If you don't suck my dick, excuse my language. If you if you don't do this, then I'm gonna kick you out. I'm gonna kick you out. Which is also happening now with the coronavirus. Yes, there, there have been landlords who've been soliciting sex from coercion. their so uh, well coercing. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So saying that to say, I think. I think if you have a friend who's doing this, or if you talk to your friends, and, and, and uh, again, even with that, right? Because I saw on Danny, it wasn't until like probably like my late 20s, early 30s, that me and my male counterparts were able to talk about sex openly, and it wasn't like weird, or mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know, growing up, I mean, we talked about bodies, but we didn't really go into details or anything like that. Like, and I was telling Danny, I, I feel like women, they talk more, which is why I, I think I said it last week or I've said it before. I always enjoyed conversing with women because women would just, they're, they're more open and honest. interesting conversation. Well, yeah, I do. No, y'all yeah, do. But I'm just saying, like, if, if I can find other gentlemen who can think and, 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 and be of of a mature mind, then of course I, I would want to be with my counterparts. Mm-hmm. But I know the reality behind that and I know that a lot of men don't talk. We don't talk about things or issues that we have or we keep shit bottled in and you know we think it makes us look weak if we talk about this or we talk about that. And, and, and that's the biggest issue. But if you have a friend who's doing this type of stuff and you know about it, you're just as trash as he is. Mm-hmm. Period. Because like, I think anyone who knows that this person does this. And I think that's when it kind of comes to the line of like snitching versus not snitching and what's considered whatever. But if you notice somebody's doing something inappropriate, you have I think you should let people know. If you know that there's someone here at this party who's known for taking advantage of women and you don't say nothing and then and then another woman gets taken advantage of, you're just as guilty 
as the person who actually did it in, in my eyes. I definitely think that's fair because I think, you know, you can't like saying like, oh, yeah, you a wild boy. He a wild boy. Like, you know, because the thing about it is that if you if your friend outside of the the scope of like, it's just awkward because of relationships. But if your friend is somebody you would not let your sister date. And I, and I I hate saying that because it shouldn't matter what the relationship is, but because since, because since men oftentimes need that like familial connection, like oh, not my daughter, not my sister, not my mother, not my auntie, whatever. Like I'll break it down for y'all like that. If you wouldn't let your friend date your sister because you know the type of antics that he does when it comes to women that he wants to sleep with, then that's a problem and you need to call him to the carpet for it, period. And if he doesn't change his behaviors, then, and you know, short of you, and I understand the conflict of like, okay, I'm not going to go to the police for this person. Plus, it's going to be something difficult to prove in a sense because it is muddy water, you know, muddled waters. But see, I wouldn't say go to the police. But you just could, because, but you would sever ties. No, 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 you could sever ties. I wouldn't tell someone to go to the police just because if I go to the police and I say, so-and-so did this. I'm telling y'all about it, but the victim hasn't come out or no one, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. But that's why, but, and that's why women don't come out until, no, I, uh, yeah. I, I get that. But I, I, I'm saying I wouldn't, I wouldn't just go to the police because I could throw an accusation out there. It's like, it's like if you know that your friend is whooping his woman's ass and you call the police and the police go and then she'd be like, no, it's not true. What can you do? I mean, the only thing you can do is sever ties, but sometimes in those situations, you don't sever ties because if you sever ties, then then you don't know what's gonna happen. Type situation, so that's yeah. weird too. But yeah, but I think it's I think it's like you know, ultimately you can only control, you can only do but so much. But I think that as a as a culture, as 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 far as like a male culture, there's more that can be done because if there's a level of accountability, if people would if because you know people say well this is how I grew up or whatever and so what it's a lot of people grow up a lot of fucked up ways but it doesn't mean that that's the type of behaviors that you still need to be demonstrating in 2020 and like like the definition said it has a lot to do with power the people that have been talked about in the the social media spheres lately um, are people who are the women who have come out to speak against them are people who are trying to. Are, prof- are professionals in that field, in that creative field, either because they're photographers or they're interns or they're they're writers or they're whatever. And th- these these men are gatekeepers to the world that these women are trying to bust their ass to be a part of. And what they're telling these women and communicating to them in one way or another, um, either very di- explicitly or in a roundabout way, is that in order for you to get to the next level, in order for you to get through past me or for me to help elevate you, you have to do sexual things for me. And I am, I'm continually disgusted by it. And it's frustrating because every, every day, every month, whatever, more and more people are coming out and people that I, I didn't, I wouldn't have known otherwise and I wouldn't have suspected otherwise. And other people who I'm like, damn like that's fucked up but it's at the same time it doesn't take away from the fact that like it's wrong and like yeah sometimes people come back with their mea culpas and they're apologetic and they're stuff like that but everybody's sorry but you're sorry because you got caught or you got called to the carpet and that's the i think that's the question right because are you sorry because you actually know that you did something wrong or are you sorry because you got caught or called out because it's different all right but could you be sorry because now you realize that what you were doing was wrong because like I would, I would, I, I don't think somebody comes out thinking they could just take advantage over somebody. 
I think that's taught behavior. I think it's taught, but I also think that people see how far they can go with it, and when they start to get when when they when they okay, realize that when, I think when like they is boundary pushing, and when you realize you can push the boundaries as far when people are like let like okay let's let's be transparent here, right? So you have uh, what's his name, Chris Styles, right? And one of the things that was um, communicated was that he would record women, like you know, and use that as and again this is alleged, so I'm gonna. I'm going to preface myself by saying that, but if this is, if this is the accurate thing, the depiction of what's happening, that is not only that's, that's blackmail, that's coercion, that's, and that's, that's an abuse of power, right? It can be because I don't know what the record laws in New York state is or cause yeah, I, I would imagine it would have happened in New York. But you have, and you have to have, and you have to have. I would imagine that you would need somebody's consent if you did it without the person's consent. It's because in, for not. Well, I don't know if it works the same way like wiretapping works or, or recording conversations in New York. I can talk to you and record our conversation, and you don't have to know that I'm recording it. But in the state of Maryland, both parties have to consent that the recording is acceptable. So I don't know if I don't know if me and you are having sex and I record it and you don't know. If that's technically, I mean, it's trash. Don't get me wrong, because if anyone is being recorded, you should know. But I don't know if the laws work the same way. No, but, I understand that, but I, and I'm I, so so. It says here, legalbeagle.com says in New York, you may videotape a subject without her consent unless she has a reasonable expectation of privacy, in which it becomes trespassing. Fucking is a reasonable expectation of privacy. And if especially if you've been coerced into fucking. That's fair. Or giving head or sexual favors. Because I know that I don't want what you and I do for the world to see. So if, if there's... Unless I can get the OnlyFans out of it. Pay me. You are... You always know how to just do the most. So that that is... Yeah. That, I mean, that's really... What it comes down to, and then again to be transparent, to to in the spirit of transparency, the other person that's been named has been coming up is Zilla Valentine, and he was a guest on our show. And, he was a guest, and so that's what I'm talking about. Like I was taken aback by it because obviously, like I, you know, I don't think TJ and I would have. I know we would not necessarily have reached out to him to. And, you know, engage him on our platform had we known that these were things that were coming out about him. And I understand that too, that he also issued an apology and he was saying he was wrong. And there was the conversation about, you know, he was being, he was saying things in jest, but he was maybe, he misinterpreted the comfortability of the relationship of the, you know, the friendship or whatever that he was having with those people. But also to the, to the other side of things, the person that's alleging that he did these things is you know was someone who worked for him and worked under him and you know that brings into question if it's a modicum of like at the very least if it's, it's a modicum of professionalism right and this is somebody who's like your subordinate so these are these are conversations that kind of shouldn't be happening um even if they are just conversations they're not coercion into something else so i'm going to I, and I, I and I'm not going to and I understand that everybody needs to have their their day in court if that's how far it goes or if anybody needs to have their their moment of vindication if their people are lied against but at the same time I'm more inclined I'm inclined to 
what it comes back to is like believe people, right? Until we hear otherwise. Now, I'm not saying that there haven't been instances where women have flat out or people have lied on somebody no, else I'm, and stuff like that. I don't think that you're saying that at at all, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, but I'm also saying I think everything is situational. And I'm not saying that it's right. And I'm not saying that it's acceptable at all. It's it's terrible. Mm -hmm. I feel bad that women have to go through this, right? Mm -hmm. um, And I've always been able to resonate with women and be able to understand stuff that women go through. More so now because I have a daughter. So would I want my daughter to have to go through this? Of course not, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to say the onus comes back to men, right? And men have to hold men accountable. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't know that person, you hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. And as men, we got to have those conversations and and explain to men what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Sexually joking with women because you think that y'all are cool enough to sexually joke, that's not cool. Mm-mm. At all. And... I mean, we, like, we can't be weirdos, right? And sometimes we are weird or we think that, you know, she winked her eye, so that means that she liked me. No, she just had something that went in her eye. Like, we have to start treating people... With respect, we need to treat our women with respect. And just because she's a woman doesn't mean she like you. Just because she laughed at your joke doesn't mean she like you. Just because she gave you a hug doesn't mean she likes you. Just because she is uh, trying to elevate her career doesn't mean that she owes you anything in order to get to the next level or to to for you to get access to another platform, or anything like that. Like it's it's things are not. Men are not owed sexual favors for any reason. No. But again, going back to it, that's why I was saying we need to have these conversations and we need to have the conversation more. I feel like men may have knew better or men knew better for the time, if that makes any sense. Like men did stuff based off of the time and therefore... It was. There's definitely been cultural shifts since since over, yeah. over the years. One hundred percent. So, thirty years ago, you know, talking sexually to a woman may have been like funny or flirtatious, and boys would be boys. But we are in a different time, and we need to be able to have these conversations. It's okay for men to have conversations with other men and check men, and we need to change that narrative. Yeah, and I want to say this. Dare and dare I say, even back then, it probably wasn't even okay. I I could only, I would almost put money on the women who were. If you're talking about like the '60s, the '70s, the '80s, women who were being hit on in professional settings or you know being accosted even into the '90s, like at certain events and stuff like that, because it was like, well, that's just the culture back then. I can almost promise you, women ain't like that shit back then either. But they didn't have as much. Of a, they tolerated they, it. They had, they had, they had to, they had to tolerate it because yeah. if they, if they did, if they were not, they weren't going to be believed, or they were going to be tossed to the side, or they were going to be blackballed, or they were going to be, they couldn't, they were going to miss out on career advancements as a result of them if they stood up for themselves. I remember and, my mother told me about 
she had like a boss who tried to like who was like sexually harassing her mm-hmm. during that time. I mean, luckily nothing ever happened to her, but there's women out there who who go through this daily. There's and and, and they just should not have to go through it. Period. And my call is that for, for men, we got to raise our young men better. But, you know, we have to change the narrative. And we have to stop making and we have to stop putting the onus on the on women to be like, don't dress a certain way. Why were you there? Because, you, you know, what pisses me off, too. And, I, and I've, I've had this argument with other women, too, which is like, well, you shouldn't go somewhere late at night with a person if you're not expecting something to go off or whatever. But. At the same time, even if that's the expectation, even every second, every step, every step. That's tough for me, Danny. We can talk about it. Every step along the way, I reserve the right to change my motherfucking mind. I could be going. I could be going. I could go to. I could come to your house while me and you were dating. I could come over to your house at two in the morning, ready to drop my drawers. But you say something that I don't fucking like or whatever, and I can change my mind. Or I could. I could. Exactly, because I reserve the fucking right to say no. You're right. And, and you, or, or I could come to your house at 2 a.m. because, you know, because somebody actually put this on Twitter too. They were like, so if that's the case, when your nigga come over to your house at 2 a.m. to play 2K, does that mean he also has a right to your ass too? <laughs> and so. That's funny. And so. That's really funny. <laughs> so First like, off, ain't no nigga coming to my house at 2 a.m. And that's your house, but. I'm talking about even then, it was never like, yo, it's 2 o'clock, come through. Listen. Come get these sticks. Listen. Exactly. Come get these sticks. <laughs> anyway. Um it's it's but the thing but the thing but that's the narrative, that's the mindset that we have to change. We have and the thing no. about it, changing mindset, let me say this real thing real quick. Changing mindsets is is not going to happen. Ch- changing your mindset is what changes a culture. And changing a person's mindset is not going to happen until people are consistently called on the carpet. How how long do do we give the male pop uh, the, the male population to to change right? So if if for the last eighty years this has been the culture, and now we're saying today today is the day we're not doing it no more. How much leeway does an individual get? Is it like? Anyone who does it automatically cut off their head, or is there levels to it? Is it tears? I think it's levels to it to an extent because I think it has to do with it. See, it has to be like a multi-tiered or multi-pronged approach, right? But I think that ultimately, it's it, it is levels to it because there are going to be people who are late to the party and don't and, and don't understand. And, and but then it's important for them to, for other people, especially other men, to educate men on not nah, my nigga, no my god, this is not it. This is not what this is not correct. You're wrong. You're foul. Like this is not how we treat our women. Blah and, and so on and so forth. Dare I say it? It probably takes at least a generation for an entire culture shift to happen. But that doesn't happen until you change people's mindsets. And you can't change a person's mindset if you don't bring it to their attention that their mindset to start, their starting mindset is wrong. And and it's going to be more impactful coming from if TJ and I had a friend who was doing some wild like fuck shit, and you know, and we realize and we're seeing it in real time. He might hear it from me, but also he might he he might receive it from me, but he also might not because he'll be like, "Well, Danny, you a woman, you saying that because you you know you're just trying to you know you're trying to be pro female and you know girls only and blah blah blah." Whereas if he hears it from TJ, that's a man to man thing. That's a man calling another man out, and that has that has its 
it's it's worth its weight in changing and shifting a mindset. So saying that all to say, mm-hmm. these allegations that have come out um, have been kind of fast and furious for for one, and and, and still a little bit more, a, a little less for the other. But I think it speaks to a bigger problem of people thinking that they have the right to force themselves or to coerce people into doing things and then also how imperative it is that the people in the circles around these people have to also be hold that person accountable and i understand that you may not have to do it on a public platform all the time but it needs to be accountability held 100 percent. and it really needs to be men men first prior primarily I'm not saying the women shouldn't do it too, but men need to hold other men accountable in general. And it doesn't always have to be criminal, predatory behavior, but it could even be like, yo, if you were out with some, if you were out one of your, a guy that you met, like a, a, an acquaintance, right? And he knocked somebody out. No, I was going to say if he's okay. like, hit, he's hitting on a woman and she's not interested, but he's not letting up. That's your job to like, be like, yo, chill. She's not interested. I do agree with that up to a certain point. If he's super aggressive, then yeah. But if he's talking to her and, and they're conversing, well, then that then that's they're they're conversing. But yeah, if but he's, if, that's he's what ta- if he's talking to her and she if he's like harassing her, then yes, I I I, it, I would step in. But I wanted to touch on the point that you were talking about earlier, as far as like the two a.m. thing. I'm not saying that people should not, but we are in a world where. You got to make like, unfortunately, we are in a world where if you do like if I wear all red and I go to a blood neighborhood, I should be able to wear all red. But I also know I'm going to a blood neighborhood. So should I wear all red? If if you're going to someone's house at 2 a.m. in the morning, like, should you really go to first off, should you go to someone's house that you know that you don't really know? So what I'll say is this. Go ahead. What I'll say is this: is that ultimately, in a, we all tell ourselves, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself in certain situations or whatever. But when, especially when you're thinking about like, okay, this person seems trustworthy, or this person is a, a work affiliate, so they would, they would not jeopardize themselves or someone else by. Would you say that? Would you say that that's just being naive? I mean, it could be to an extent, but that still doesn't excuse. Or, I'm not. Or, 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 I'm, I'm not saying, not you're not, saying not, that but it doesn't, and it doesn't permit it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that it permits it. I'm not saying that excuses it. But I'm saying, can individuals use better judgment in these situations? I think everyone could. If I know that at two a.m., this is what the expectation is. Would I even put myself into that situation? Okay, so then my my counterpoint to that is let's let's. Let's take it a step further, right? Uh huh. People are creatives. They work all types of weird hours, right? Yes. What if you 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 get like you work at a bar and you get off work at two? So it's not uncommon for you to hang out af- at three a.m. with your friends at, at a friend's house, the way people hang out after five o'clock after work. So now that's fit. Okay, so, that's, so that's, that's that, different than but, me inviting an individual. If I'm inviting okay, so somebody, a young lady I, to my house at three o'clock in the morning because I just got off. You trying to fuck? I'm 
Me personally, no, not I may you, not. Like, but, no, but like the, 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 the scenario. What I'm trying to say is that while while women should be able to, while women and people in general should be able to make their own decisions, if you know that there's like spidey senses or, or, or instinct or whatever, sometimes we should listen to that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that a woman, a woman has every right to do whatever the fuck she wants. I'm never going to take that away from her. Mm-hmm. But I would tell my daughter, if a dude wants you to come over at 2 o'clock in the morning, he wants to smash. Unfortunately, we live in a world where you should be able to you you should be able to go out whenever you want. You should be able to go outside butt ass naked and not be bothered. But we don't live in that world. So try to be mindful that try to be mindful of things that can happen at these times. You know what? And I I agree that we that's a conversation we have to have with our daughter. But then what also needs to happen? We talk about shifting. Uh, mindset and, and shifting a culture is that those is that the other conversation that needs to happen with people have need to have with their sons is that and don't don't think that just because someone is coming over at this time but that's what that, I said that they're down to fuck but that's what I said earlier I said that the conversation needs to be men having conversations with men and men need to be raising the next generation of men. men and 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 explain to them like having multiple girlfriends isn't cool. Unless everyone knows about each other, right? Right now, TJ at 32 says communication is the most important thing. If you want to be a player and you tell every woman, I'm going to be a player, and they choose to fuck with you, there is no deception. There's no lies because you are communicative about that. Mm-hmm. It's, the issue comes when people take away the option from people. So if you portray yourself as this great guy, but you really ain't shit. That's the that's the bigger issue to me. And but that's also like indicative of like that predatory behavior because yeah, well, think, think about the big bad wolf. He dressed up like grandma yeah, to, to, to to you're coerce right. You're right. little red riding hood. These niggas is not always gonna come out gun with their teeth showing. They're not gonna come out with you're their right. with their you know, they're you're gonna right. they're going to Hi, they're gonna be a, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. You're right. And then when they, but that's when why they isolate when they get somebody. I home, get you. They're gonna build a little. Um, they're gonna build a modicum of trust, and then that that's what's gonna be like. Even though, like, I normally don't do this, but he seems like he's a really cool guy. We hung out three, four times. It shouldn't be nothing. This and the other. It's clear, and it might be naive, but at the same time, it is not a a, a hall pass. It's not a. a pass I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying it is. I'm telling whoever's listening to this. I'm not saying. It's not, it's so not ultimately. To the men out there, just continue. Not not just continue. If you have already been like advocating for women's rights and, and women and right is right, wrong is wrong, continue doing that. Talk to your friends about it. Like we just have to kind of build a safer space and women should be able to go out and feel comfortable and, and not worry about it. If you see a woman fucking slurred, and you've seen it, and you see a guy trying to take advantage, you should you should step in. Period. Like it's not okay to let your friends sleep with women who are intoxicated, under the influence. Uh, you should pressure people for sex. Like honestly, this is really like a human thing. Like we just got to be better human beings. And don't just. Unfortunately, it's the men because we're more powerful and we can take advantage. But I, I, I we have to just do a better job. And don't, I guess my final note would be, don't 
defend women, don't only defend women that you have some type of connection with, right? That are your mother, your sister, your auntie, your cousin, like I said earlier on. If you're going to defend women, defend women, period. If she's a stranger and she's being... If, or if she's somebody that you don't know, that you don't know personally, but your homeboy is doing too much when it comes to his interactions with her, or he she's drunk or whatever, like call a spade a spade and check your fucking friend, and then then you really need to reevaluate your friendship because my personally I wouldn't want to have no parts with somebody who is trying to coerce women into sleeping with them or giving them sexual favors or anything of the sort because. To me, that's indicative of a whole nother issue and level of a personality that I don't want any parts of. And I don't want people, and quite honestly, I don't want people thinking that I condone that behavior. Because if I continue to associate myself with somebody who is a serial, for anything from a serial rapist to just, honestly, just a fucking asshole, right? Then I am condoning the, tre- the way that he or she treats other people. So, this this quarrel or whatever, I know that we discuss the people, the, the accountability that has to be held by the people who are being accused, but it's more so about the people in the circles and the both the pers- people who personal are and professional. Compliant, period. Well, complicit, yeah. It's being complicit is guilty by association. Regardless. So with that I yield. Are we wrapping up? I have, I mean, I have nothing else to say. So me neither. You know, and I have. I always got something to say. I feel like. Well, that brings us to another episode. To the end of another episode of Lovers Quarrel. Um, as always, we thank you for listening. Um, we ask that you go ahead and like, share, tag, follow, subscribe, download all of the things to all things Lovers Quarrel related. Um, you know that if you have any insight or feedback or questions or comments, you can hit us up on Instagram at Lovers Quarrel Show, on Twitter at Lovers Quarrel 7, or email us at Lovers Quarrel Show at gmail.com. Um, folks, continue to stay safe. We hope that you're safe. We hope that your loved ones are safe. If you are essential, we thank you for all that you do. If you are still employed and working from home, shout out to you. If you are unemployed, we our thoughts are with you. We hope that you are making it through this very difficult time. Um, and yeah, everybody just, you know, keep on keeping on. And we'll keep checking in with you guys every week. Um, with that being said, I am your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight. But, but we, we love. love. Bye. bye. It's your fault. No, it's not. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.